She wants to have a cushion. And after that, we're going to try to understand an incredibly complex metaphysical concept. What's, when's the next meeting? Wednesday? What? <laughs> thing about it is sooner or later you'll take it to be normal. So and like in, I have I'm in recovery so I can go to meetings and remember how insane it could be. <laughs> because it gets pretty chilled out. It can become very chilled out. And then you would think you would just take it or the head will take it to be the normal condition. And then you know uh, you're not really shopping for any relief basically maybe for the body or something like that but you're not shopping for relief because you found what you've been looking for and then you found by finding in a sense and it's not really a finding but by finding what you're looking for you'll realize it was how you were looking was the dilemma yeah it was how you were looking what motivates you to look is in a sense the dilemma because the looking takes you away from what's seen. So you're inherently the state you're looking for. You're inherently that which you're tending to look for. So the looking for implies the mistake in a sense. Yeah. Because obviously the looking for is based on this something lacking or something missing Therefore, I'm on the I'm on the prowl looking for. I need to find something. Yeah. So the looking for really implies the problem in a sense. Yeah. And I don't mean looking for my keys or looking for this, but I'm looking looking for let's say love in all the wrong places, or looking for a stabilized satisfaction in all the wrong places, or looking for. Uh, a stabilized physical condition that will just be that way from now on, you know? Uh, looking for impossibilities from all the possibilities, really. So, the idea, what, what causes or what actually, to me, reinforces the looking for and supports it and drives it is the thought system, basically, yeah? The thought system is all about you, a you, a you, and then if you become identified with what it's implying, the A drops out and now it's you. And that's a whole nother ballgame. Yeah? So you can, you can see an interpretation or you can be looking from an interpretation. So the mental state is going to interpret life. That's what it does. One of its processes is it does. Yeah? It interprets life based on a principle called self. Self-centeredness. So it looks at everything as how it pertains to itself. Yeah? So in every equation, it's in there. And it can't imagine it being out of any equation. Even the equation that implies that it's out of it, it's still in it. Yeah? Because it's still there, you're still there. Yeah? So that, that looking for is driven by the thought system because the thought system sees you as something that you're not really. So basically all the shopping is for what you're not. Even the shopping for liberation or the need to be liberated isn't rooted in your inherent condition. 
it's rooted in the mental process. The mental process drives itself crazy, yeah, by just mental processing, and then it will come to a lot of ideas of what could bring it relief, and it will. And there's one road called the spiritual road it can finally start driving down, and then enlightenment and peace and awakening gets to be used to drive itself crazy, just like money, sex, and you know whatever. So the mental state will use whatever it comes in contact with, and it doesn't matter if it's got 5,000 years of, of ancient wisdom, it can just, it'll just run right that over, run it right over. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it uses now these incredible terms of like enlightenment and awakening and being conscious to drive itself crazy. Yeah. People are not enjoying peace, peace is agitating them. Because they feel like they don't, they're not in it, or they even feel something worse. They were once in it, and then something they did brought them out of it. So they're always the cause of everything. Yeah. So the peace, I caused the peace by somehow doing this life, and therefore, and then when I stopped, the peace was gone. That ain't the peace, you know, because there isn't the peace. Yeah. You're what you're looking for. You are exactly what you're looking for. The a uh, you is busy looking for, but you are exactly what the a uh, you is looking for. Yeah. But it can't get that because it thinks it's the you, the a uh, you. Yeah. So and that a uh, you is flawed. That you gets mad. That you isn't open to other people. That you can't have an emotional relationship. That you can't be intimate. That you get selfish. That you da 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 da. There's always going to be a, a vice-like story that something's wrong with you, which just stirs the pot. Yeah. So you try so many things, like just look at what yoga was supposed to be. Yoga means union you know, with this supposed spirit, but now in the West it doesn't usually mean that. It means like an incredible body with an incredible, like, huge wardrobe of yoga pants and yoga outfits. And, you know, jeez. I see people, they're either, they look like they're either coming from a yoga class, going to your yoga course class, or in the middle of yoga class all day in Marin County. They're driving around, they always look like they're going to a workout or coming out of a workout. It's like workout 24-7. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you know, that doesn't do it either. Because... It's how we're looking, or where we're looking from, that's the dilemma. Believe it or not, that's the humble assumption and humble invitation here. So, instead of, you know, trying to find the new method, or the oldest new method, or like Buddhism, I remember there was a full page thing in one of those magazines that said, come to extreme Buddhism. Extreme <laughs> Buddhism, like it was a workout. We're gonna do the the uh, what is it, the vows, whatever the four. We're gonna do, we're gonna do them on a treadmill. I will not have sex. I will not like we're like an extreme workout. Sorry, it's like always body related. Yeah. Even the terminology we use, a spiritual journey. What takes a journey? A body. A spirit doesn't, does it? Where would the where would the <laughs> how, 
where would you? It's just impossible to, if without the location and everything being referred to and from this location, this place makes no sense. What else, whatever, yeah? If you can lose the body identification, a lot of your ills and worries and concerns just dissipate. And maybe you can put two and two together. They're based on being the body. Yeah? They're based on being totally identified as the body. And we're trying to find the body's well-being as the primary drive. Or the emotional well-being. Instead of finding something that's prior to all this. Because no matter how you get all the squares here, or all the blocks, like the four basic things we're dealing with. Circumstances and situations, yes? Dealing with body condition, dealing with emotional condition, dealing with mental condition. And then other conditions are having huge influences in the experiential level. We're not even aware of in most cases. Energetically, subtle energy, things like that. But basically, we wake up, and there's things we need to deal with, usually circumstantial and situational, emotional, physical, and mental. And we believe, there's a story, that if we could get all of those conditions just so, then they would mirror us being just great. Yeah? So in other words, the mirror would stabilize, and we'd get a great reflection of ourselves. But the mirror is on shaky ground. Yeah? You can have, the day I got hit by the car, I didn't know I was going to get hit by the car until afterwards, yeah? It's just crossing the street family. Suddenly, at that moment, what was bothering me the most was my emotional, mental condition. I was emotionally feeling upset, you know, whatever. I didn't have a girlfriend or something like that, and the mind was driving me crazy. Suddenly, bamo, the physical condition became numero uno. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was in a very, very powerless condition with my legs up in traction, laid up. I couldn't even move for like a, for ten months. So suddenly, all the things that were seemingly so important just vanished, and something overrode their importance. And that's what happens all the time. Yeah? You get your physical condition perfect, and the mind would still be going crazy. Yeah? You get your circumstantial and everything perfect, you got the wife, the house, but it's not translating into a feeling just that satisfied. Nothing seems to really stabilize. And if, even if you do get them all lined up, you may feel great at night, let's say at 11.30 Saturday morning, but you see that thing moving, it's going to apply 11.31 soon, and all these conditions could change. Yeah? Someone could be, one of them could be happening right now, and you wouldn't know it until 12.30. Someone may be breaking into your car in the parking lot here, taking your, your iPad, your iTouch, your iPhone, your i-everything. Yeah. You wouldn't even know that your whole circumstantial situation was going was to be a mess. Yeah. So, the thing is, trying to get something that can't be stabilized to be stable, especially in the tides of time, you know, it would be hard enough. Like, you can get the things lined up at night for one minute, maybe, or maybe four minutes, so you have the exact idyllic situation. 
You're at a retreat with absolutely no pressure. You don't even meditate on this retreat. You just eat like vegan meals and get, you know, foot massages. And then, you know, you know, you can read a book you don't want to, whatever, everything is easy. No one's yelling at you, nothing. All of these things could be fine, yeah? But as soon as you leave that situation, things get unsettled once again. Why is that? Because that's their nature, is to be unsettled. They're coming and going, they're variable. And so we're trying to stabilize what can't be stabilized because we think what's stable isn't so. Which is what our, what our inherent condition is totally stable. It hasn't ever been affected by anything going on here. Not, not anything. Nothing can, can leave, not even a henna tattoo. It can't even get close to ink. Nothing can put an impression on it. It's like totally, it's like in the Course it says, you know, your, your attack thoughts are attacking your invulnerability. The invulnerability is what they're implying there, is your inherent state. Not an invulnerability you built up over 30 years of work and practice. You're inherently invulnerable to the attacks of your mental condition. But how many people are actually resting there? How many people is that one of their reference points? Yeah? How many people are stabilized in what's stable? That's where, the, that's where that statement abiding in the truth comes from. You're abiding in the truth, you know? Or like the dude abides in the Big Lebowski. The dude abides. The dude is like resting in a state that's solid and stabilized, yeah? And you know what happens? Find out. A lot of things that are wound up tight can really unfurl, yeah? Because they respond appropriately. Instead of being placed on something that's unstable, they're now placed in stability and they can stretch out, yeah? You can become emotionally vulnerable. All these things that were impossible to do in this crazy little event going on, when that becomes the primary condition, all those knots start untying themselves. Because you found the first knot. The first knot is the identification as a self. We hear it in recovery all the time, the slings and arrows of selfing. And people, I go to a meeting, I was one that in the city last week, and like three people out of ten shared, oh, it's amazing, I come into these meetings and we're all so alike. And where everyone is just like me. And I'm going, yeah, take it a little farther. Yes, if we're all just like me, we're not the me. The me's whole story is it's a singular, terminally unique unit. If there's all of me, there's all of us are the same me, we can't be that me. That's the next step. The next step isn't freedom as a self, but freedom from the self. If you listen to people, that's why I learn every day, because I don't see any difference in anyone's head. Someone comes over, over my house, and they start talking about what's driving them crazy. It has the potential to drive me crazy if I was in a certain condition. If I was resting on the emotional, mental, and uh, circumstantial, situational, unstable condition, I would be apt to have that possibility. But if I'm resting in what's so, I have an immunity to it. No pride involved because you didn't do it. No false humility because you didn't do it. It's just what's so. Yeah? 
It's the appropriate response when you finally when you finally find the resting place that isn't a place you can let out, you can let go. You know, you can just unfurl, you can unwind. And you can be assured of what you're never assured of here. That what you're looking for is always available at all times, right where you are, with no requirement necessary to meet it. You are it. That's comprehending peace and knowing the word serenity. That's what it is. You get a sense-felt feeling of what those statements actually mean. Not being used to drive yourself crazy with, but you really know what peace is. And peace doesn't promote agitation. It promotes a relaxation. Enlightenment doesn't promote striving and vigilance. It promotes a very, very relaxed, open-minded view. Yeah? You get free from the need to be liberated because you're not aligned with what needs to be liberated, which is the self. The self needs to be liberated from self, and it's impossible. So what happens is you get liberated from the self. And then there's no need to be liberated. You're not thinking, I want more of a Saturday than this Saturday can give me. You see, everything you find in Saturday is coming from you, basically. Yeah? You become the provider of the satisfaction. You become the source of the peace and the joy. Not out there. Out things can trigger it, and it's nice, but you don't become dependent on it. I don't believe the joy I have in the water is based in the water, or I'd be fucking driving, I'd be driven crazy right now. I bring the joy into the water, and the water triggers it. Yes? And why do I want to be a one-trick pony when I realize I am the joy? Then that joy can be triggered by other things. Yes? Yeah. So what causes us to try to stabilize what can't be stabilized? It has to be through the identification as the idea the thought system presents, which is, I'm a long-lasting, independent, separate entity a historical action figure. Yeah? And all these processes that are going on, and almost every one of them are totally involuntary, we, I take myself to have something to do with it. And the thought system totally takes you to have something to do with it. It thinks you have tons of things to do with that you have nothing to do with. You'll take credit for growing your hair, which you're not doing. You'll take credit for this or that, which you're not doing. You'll take credit for, you have the ability to fucking dunk, which you're not doing. All this stuff. The head will take credit for freaking everything. Yeah? And as soon as it takes credit for it, as soon as it owns it, it owns you. As soon as the self owns something, the something that it owns, owns you. You're now beholden to it. In the guise of trying to become lighter, you're getting heavier and heavier and heavier. Have you gone into a spiritual event where someone has read like 800 spiritual books? (laughs) They're in like a conceptual quicksand. And the only thing they're grabbing is another book. They're so mired in concept, attempting to use concept to to get out of concept, it's unbelievable. 
It's so much more a paring down and an economizing. You don't need much knowledge. All you need is the knowledge about what self is and what it isn't. <laughs> if you have the knowledge that you're not self, that's, that's pretty su- that suffices for the metaphysical level. <laughs> then you'll just find out what it is not to be self. Yeah? Now, you may need knowledge for a lot of other things, but that will be done, and then you'll be in the position of finding out what it's like being that, because you'll never know it as something else. You can't. How can you leave what you are to, to know what you are? How can you move out of what you are to study you? What you can study is what you're not. You can see what's happening here. And by seeing what's happening, you won't be looking from what's happening, which is the selfing. That's what I call it. A mental process that's basically claiming every faculty that's going on in this life. The seeing, the hearing, the feeling, the thinking, the doing. It's claimed to the whole shebang. And it's using that, all of those faculties, all those processes, to, to imply that you're a someone. A someone that's doing shit and it's being done to. That you were here, that you're going to be there, and therefore you are here now. Just as I say, no finding out, just redoing it, refeeling, resenting, rehashing, rethinking, re, 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 re. Like the Course in Miracles says, hey, why is it that nothing has any meaning? Why is it that everything you see, you've given everything, every, all the meaning it has? Why, why, why? It's because you're seeing only the past. That's, that's the point of view of selfing. It's just a regurgitation, a resentment, which means to refeel, a regurgitation, a rethinking, a rehashing, a re, 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 re. You're like on a reel of a movie, and the only person who's interested in it is you. You're in your own little porno theater. The jujubes suck, the popcorn smells, the room smells, and the only interest that's left is it's about you. No one else is fucking interested in it. No one. No one, unless they want something from you. Maybe they'll put up with it. But if it's going to be a trilogy, they're out of there after the first one. <laughs> no way. No way I'm sitting for Paul with Die Hard 8. You know? No freaking way. I know, if I don't get what I want from him, I'm splitting in intermission. But we are just totally entranced by it. And it's boring. It's the same old, same old. Yet it seems so novel. Why? Because you, you're in it. It's called the cherishing of self. The Groundhog's Day. (laughs) It's worse than Groundhog's Day. At least that movie ended in two hours. (laughs) (laughs) This movie gets extended. It's like a 33 and a third movie. (laughs) I've seen it. I remember when we come into recovery, they say, why don't you do an inventory every night? You know, write down what's going on in your day. And I said, yeah, I will, I'll do that. And I did it for about two years. I had a journal, I wrote through a whole journal. And basically, it started with the same statement. I'm afraid of, and then just <laughs> fill in the blank. For two years. So my basic state was agitation. All day. Agitation with the hopes I would be less agitated than I was what I thought I was the other day. And hopefully I won't be as agitated as I know I'm going to be in the future. This is the the, the ceiling of success that's often in the mental state. It's like, 
We're all in hell, but I'm going to move one. I'm going to move to a hill in hell that's one degree cooler than where you're at, and I'll feel better. <laughs> that's not. That's not success. That's not living. You know, if your basic state, seemingly, the one that has been stabilized by its constant reinforcement, which it isn't stable, which is anxiety and fear, they are not stable states. They tend to go up and then they disappear. And you can have huge stretches of pauses to the next little jump of anxiety or fear. Most people have had fear, a valid fear, maybe 15 times in their lives. Most of us are under mental anxiety. We're making stuff up out of what's not happening. Really. Most people here who are having a bad day, it isn't because of Saturday, it's because of last Wednesday or two weeks from now, maybe. Yeah? Because we're preoccupied. We're not available to what's happening, so we're totally available to what's not happening. That's an interpretation. Yeah? And if it becomes a habit, you're living, quote-unquote, an interpretive life. And that may be the source of all the lack that seems to be in there. That may be the source of all the dissatisfaction, is that you're missing you in this life by being absorbed in a you. This is just a humble invitation, and we, and we have weekly reminders of it. Keep, and it's the same invitation every freaking year, every week. Because there's no point to go anywhere else unless it starts becoming clear. Because everywhere else will take you away from where you can never leave. But you'll seem to be farther. Yeah? That's why in Buddhism they have that, if you look at it as a linear process in Buddhism, like the 12 steps, they have the Eightfold Noble Path. And the first noble thing of the Eightfold Noble Path is right view. What's the right view? Well, in Buddhist view, uh, view, that there is no self or non-self. It's not saying there is a self or there is not a self. It's just non-self. Yeah? Yeah, that's the view. And then then you do right livelihood, right understanding, right meditation, right, the right, right. But the right doesn't get produced. The right view doesn't pro- get produced by meditation. The right view... The right of the view migrates into the actions that happen. They, they migrate into the lifestyle you're living. They migrate into the understanding you seem to be under. They're not produced by the understanding or the meditation or the lifestyle. They migrate from the right view to all the others. Instead of us starting at the seventh one, trying to do and have ourselves into the right view, which doesn't work. Because what will be running the whole show of you doing and having through meditation and understanding and livelihood to get back to the right view will be the wrong view. The wrong view will be interpreting each step of the way. And when you finally land at the right view, what's going to override it is your wrong view. You'll now think you're a non-self as a self or something. It'll be that insane. So all these people, they came, they said something really simple to save us time in a lot of ways. St. Francis, what's looking is what you're looking for. And no matter how fast you get, you're never going to be to turn around quick enough to see you looking. Yeah? You're never going to beat it. It's like a gun, it's like a gun fight, and the other guy's got his gun out the whole time. You're never going to... 
going to see what's looking. No, you're never going to see what's looking. You're going to see everything else from what's looking, but you're never going to see what's looking. You're never going to hear what's hearing. You're never going to. It's incomprehensible. It's untouchable. Yet we're totally in, uh, surrounded in it, yet we can't pick it up, we can't grab it, we can't quantify it, we can't touch it, we can't think it into submission. It's just what is. And you know, if you surrender to it, your life will go better. You'll travel lighter on a stabilized level. It will be the closest thing to the true stability. You'll have a stable life in this very unstable place because it won't be dependent on how you are on all those levels. It'll be dependent on what you are, which can outshine all those levels. It can outshine all the circumstances and situations that can occur. It has the ability to outshine it. You are the light of the world. Just like in physics, the biggest influence of any event is the observer of it. The biggest influence of any life is the liver of it. Not the interpretation of it, but the one, that, that which is living. Yeah. You are what you've always been looking for. Anything else, it would be too dicey. If it was up ten feet away, you'd always always would be looking back at it, making sure it was still there. You know, if it was one foot away, you'd still be anxious. If it was one foot away, it could be a hundred feet away. Yeah, but it's not. It's right exactly where you are right now at all times, with no requirement necessary. Just all you are, you are already awake. This is just about being awake to that, yeah? If you and I give everything all the meaning it has, this is what we do as this apparatus, could you imagine the power of that ability if we gave what's so the meaning of being what's so finally? Instead of making everything that's not so seem so, so, so? Can you imagine if we can do that, if we can make false evidence appear to be real? Yeah, which we do all day. We're doing that all freaking day. You're, you're, the power of mind is being exhibited every second, every second of this day. You're making shit up about what's not happening. Can you imagine turning that on? Just, just even like a little percentage. Just turning it on and making what's so, what's so. I mean, what a combination. Your ability to give meaning, to giving it to all the meaning there is, fuck. That would allow it to have some play here in your own life now, you know, in this story. You don't need the truth in the truth. You need the truth in this place. This is where the value of truth is. There's no tr value in truth in all truthiness. What's, what value of, is awareness in all awareness? None. Of the value of awareness is where it seems not to be. Where it is, but seems not to be, there's a huge value in it. Because if it starts being what it is, where it can seem not to be, it's going to allow you to travel lighter here. Through being Deb, and through being Paul, and through being Rob. 
through this whole story, that's all going to come to an end. The body's going to end. It's going to pass away. This isn't about making this have an idyllic life. It's just making this allow it to travel later by taking off the mantle or the cloak of being all there is. It's way too much weight for this little thing. It's like to magnify the power of mind and put it on, on this mental idea and on this physical idea just burns the mental and physical thing this up. It's way too much juice. That light needs to be dispersed. The sun would destroy anything if it was concentrated. It gives this huge experience of living because it's dispersed. If it went... Oh, there's the center of the universe. Mitch would just explode here in like a nanosecond. Oh, Sean! Hey, <laughs> you know? No, because it's dispersed, everything goes. Yeah. Same thing. You're, we're like little suns, and we want to put that magnifying glass of self in front of it. Every like our relationships. <laughs> Just fuck our relationships. I just want to be healthy. You know, you got you got so much trauma obsessed over this thing. But let me, I gotta no, just take the class out. Oh, the, the knee isn't the center of the universe. Oh, you know what I mean? It's just this. Yes, remember when you were a kid and you played with bugs and you wanted to see them better? So you got the magnifying glass and you had no idea that everything's moving, like the sun moves. And you're like, this happened to my chameleon. I had this great chameleon. You know when you're a little kid? We get lizards, you know? Had a chameleon, had the little plastic tray with the plastic uh, palm tree with these colored sand. And I love this chameleon. And we had to go to a family party in Staten Island, I, I wouldn't go without the chameleon. <laughs> so I took my little chameleon, and there's the back of the car, and I had it in the back, and then they, they said, you can't bring it into the house, you got to leave it in the car. So, so I would go back to the car, I'd go to inside, in the party, and I'd go back to the car, and the time is, the sun had moved, and now it was burning down through the back wind thing, and it, it was like a little, like a mini belt. It was totally burnt. There was no chameleon left in it. And I, was so, I was so distressed. My chameleon, I killed it with the power of the sun, because it couldn't get out, you know? It was in its little, and the sun just beat down on it. We're, we're going through that now. Your mental state is all about you all day. It's like, K-Paul, a K-hiker. You know what I mean? Oh, we've been buying the same products, golden oldies. <laughs> just on and on. There's a, there is a possibility. What would happen if the thoughts weren't yours? Find out what it's like just to see a thought and not have it immediately be held as yours. Just to see it. Yeah? The emphasis, after a while, goes on the scene. The thoughts are forgotten, but the seeing isn't forgotten anymore. You, re- you recognize the act of being awake here. You know, things come up, and there's seeing, feeling, hearing, tasting, touching. And after all the different things you've seen, heard, felt, or taste, the one thing is the same, the seeing. Yeah? And then you start getting a hint. Oh, I'm that. I'm that which never leaves. Yeah. 
I'm that. And the thoughts about that, as you, are not there. They're up here. You're seeing the thoughts. So what is it that seeing the thoughts can't be produced by thoughts? Yeah? Seeing it. And then you try to take everything back as far as you can. You go through this pretty quickly. This, this isn't even close to being square zero. It goes back, and then you go, you hit somewhere where there's no, you put the wall down. You can't see it, hear it, feel it, taste it, or touch it, but it's there. Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, everything else, yeah? And it ain't you as this. You're up here. You, you're seen all fucking day. Yeah? When you have, when this opens up, his realizations, these are safe realizations. Oh, I'm opening up. I'm getting much more expansive. Oh, I can't believe how wise I am. This is mind-boggling. <laughs> I, should, I should start giving, showing pity to people who don't have this, you know? <laughs> on and on and on and on. But then, really what happens is this. And then this is seen like I see you. <coughs> this, that I'm calling the subject of all subjects, is seen clearly to be an object from the subject of all subjects. <laughs> and the subject of all subjects isn't Mitch as this. Mitch is behind, is in front of the camera, and this is behind the camera. What's in front of the camera ain't never going to get a look at what's behind the camera. Yeah. No. Yeah. Now, what happens is your mind stops paying attention to all of the things that build build this to be so, and now just gets starts reflecting. That's the light that's always available, which is the awakeness. Yeah. So now you become awake to being awake, and it has byproducts that are pretty good. As the action figure, this experience, because this is the experience. The experience here is of being a body. This is more stateless, or it's behind, beyond state, but it's this, a little knowledge of this will lend a lightness to the experiential level. You'll just travel later through time, through different days, through different mental conditions, financial conditions, emotional conditions. You'll just find yourself traveling lighter with no thought or effort on your part. The tool that you were always missing was you. Just the bare light that's always available is the greatest tool of all. The maintenance of a spiritual condition, the highest form of maintenance of a spiritual condition is to realize you are a spiritual condition. Then it maintains itself. You become, in, in a sense, irrelevant to its upcare, its care. It's, it's everything. It cares for itself, it expresses itself, it thrives in itself. Yeah? Book or no book, satsangs or no satsangs, DVDs or no DVDs. Yeah? It's just generating in and of itself interest and attention. And I find it lends itself to allow us to travel out of here, which every one of us as an action figure wants to do. We'd like to travel light of here. And I'm telling you, in this room, we probably have tried almost every possibility to have on offer here in this world. We have. Yet, probably because it's a pretty good indication they haven't worked if you're here. And maybe here, instead of trying to get another something, why not start 
where you're going to end up anyway. Nothing. Yeah? Just realize that nothing that's being under-addressed may be everything. Yeah? If I could lose interest in self, which you can as a self, but you can lose interest in the self when you see you're not that. Yeah? And how you see you're not that is you see that it's being facilitated, that it's being implied, that it's being inferred. And it's not even like that old Zen statement, the finger peeing, uh, pointing at the moon. In that statement, there was actually a moon. There is no moon in the mental activity. There's just, there, you're you, you, you did this, you had this, you thought this, did it, that. But there is no one there that's the thinker, the doer, and the hammer. It's just pointing. You and I make the leap, and therefore the mind that makes the leap may not make the leap. And then find out what life is like before the leap into the idea of being a self. Find out what it's like to live before the leap, not after the leap. You realize from the solution, you realize the problem. And the problem is truly imaginary. It's all at the highest level it can reach is seemingly so. Which it, mean, it means, and you, you, it's still totally reliant on you. It means it appears to be true or false to you. The what you are, you can never, never run from the ability of what you are. You are the reality here. You and I are the reality. We're lending our reality to things now. Right now, Cindy and me may be lending reality to different thoughts. Maybe Chris is lending reality to last Wednesday, and I'm lending reality to next Friday. Yeah? We're all doing it right now. The activity is going on. We're giving meaning to things all day. Yeah? You see that. You see it. You see it. You see it. And when you see it, you realize you're not looking from it. And that's the freedom from it. The freedom from the bondage of self is realizing you're not that. You are not the thinker that the thoughts are being used to imply. You are not the feeler that the feelings are being used by the mental process to imply. You're not the doer that the thought system is using to imply the actions by claiming to be the actor, that you're the doer. You're not that either. And you're not, you're not, you're not, and then you find out what you are. There you have it. Any questions? No. Great.